This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. Good to see you. You may be wondering, and it's one of those questions that comes up now and again, could I keep alpacas? Or could you, you know, uh, (laughs) your question, could you keep alpacas? And uh, it's a tricky one to answer. I don't know. Really, I don't know. Um, Theoretically, yes, but it's a question that you need to answer for yourself. I sometimes think, how did I get here? How did I end up with being in this place, being in at this time and and having a herd of 36 alpacas? How did that happen? (laughs) It didn't happen overnight, that's for sure. It didn't happen overnight. But uh, it also is something that I started towards without understanding fully what it meant. We started thinking about alpacas. We went and had a look, went down to a farm. We met some, met the breeder, met some alpacas. And that's really important to do. And we considered the practicalities of fences and housing them and feeding them. And how would this work? How would that work? Some of the answers we came up with weren't quite the full story. So... How many fences do we need? How many gates do we need, more importantly? There's all those things where you need to have a, a gap. You need to be able to go from here to there. You need to have the ga- gates in the right place, preferably up in a corner somewhere, certainly. A place where you can work them against the fence along to the point where the gate is to either go in or come out uh, and be in a place where you can control them. And there are some of those things you just don't know until you've lived with it for a while and go, do you know, we should have had another gate. Oh, we should have had uh, (laughs) whatever it is that isn't quite what it is that you've ended up with. So we do the best we can and we do the research. We do the question uh, finding things that we need to find out about. What do they eat? What's the best way of delivering hay to them? Is it better to do it in bags? Is it better to do it in a hay net? Is it better to do it in a a hay feeder? Uh, Should that be undercover or should it be outside somewhere? How do you do those things? And there's a bunch of answers to those things. Every question's got two or three answers, I think, probably. So you you can think through those things. You can come up with your answers as best you can. Um, But there's a different level, I think, different level of question to be asking yourself. Can Can I commit to this? Is this something something I want to do? Yes. But is it something I can commit to? I sometimes feel surprised. I, I always feel grateful. But I sometimes feel surprised that we've ended up as we are with alpacas. That's just amazing. I wouldn't do without them. Wouldn't be without them for sure. But equally, I couldn't quite see where I am today from when we started. There has been a cost in terms of time, in terms of effort, in terms of money, certainly, in terms of lack of holidays. When you've got 36, how, how do you get somebody to come and look after them for you? <laughs> Particularly if they're all pregnant and the time that you're, you're needing to be away, 
they're going to be giving birth or could be giving birth. And somebody's got to come and look after the practicalities of feeding them and watering them and stuff and coping with this new group of animals, but also possibly having to deal with a birth. Mm. Okay, so you can, yeah, you've got to, there are some people around that you can ask. There are some people who do farm sitting, which is a great service. But it's one of those things that we just haven't had as many holidays as we might otherwise have done. There are, there are ties, there are commitments. You get that with a cat and a dog. There are ways around those things. And there are way, ways around a herd of alpacas as well. But it is one of those things that you're taking on. It's a sense of delight and also a sense of responsibility. And that have been many delights. The delights of new births. Very, oh, so, so magical. So, so wonderful. Being able to sit in the field with them. Again, just there's nothing like it. But also distress and grief at losses, complications, hard work, things. What are we going to do about this? What's happening now? This one's not well. This one's got a limp. This one's, do we are, we, are we doing the right thing? Can I, can I do this? I've got to step in and take some bramble off one that's all got tangled up. Can I do that? Well, you have to. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's nobody else. You need to. So are you up for that? It's quite a big thing to be considering. So yeah, I, I would thoroughly recommend it, but I would also thoroughly suggest that you need to think very carefully before committing to keeping alpacas. Um, yeah. Do, 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 uh, every now and again, I have one of these conversations where I, I seem to be trying to put you off. And yeah, I'm not trying to do that, but I am trying to make you face the reality of what's involved here. You get the magical experiences, but you get the, the other level of reality that is definitely there. Can I do this? Can you do this? Well, the answer is yes. No. <laughs> when I first started, it was, you know, can we do this? And we, I, we were young. We were thinking we could. And I think in the main, we were right. But there was a lot of learning to be done. So yes, you can. Can I learn to do this? I think is probably a better question. Yes, you can learn to this. I think actually you can pretty much learn to do anything that you put your mind to and your heart to. Something that you want to achieve. You can, you can pretty much do anything. But at a cost of commitment and effort and time. Time to learn. You need to know when you're out of your depth. You need to know when you have to ask for help. You need to know that you really want to do this. It's not It's not just, you know, alpacas are not for Christmas. Well, it's even more than that. That's a phrase related to dogs normally. A dog is not for, for Christmas. But with alpacas, it's, you know, they, have, they are long-lived animals. And it's not something to take on lightly. But you need to know you really want to do this. You can accept all the, the fine print that's in the deal. You have to examine the fine print of all deals, but this one in particular. And it sometimes, it rains. Sometimes it rains really heavily. And they actually need feeding. You need attention. They need to be moved. They need whatever it is. And it's tipping down with rain. Well, I'm sorry, that's part of the deal. You can't just be a fair weather alpaca keeper. It's part of the deal. Sometimes it's not comfortable. You get dirty, you get smelly. 
It's unbelievable <laughs> at times the things that you end up doing, the things you get exposed to. It's also pretty amazing. So ask the questions. Settle them uh, as much as you can. Make decisions that are kind of one way. You need to recognize that a lot of these kind of decisions are, are a one, it's a one-way decision. You can make another decision. You can change. You can adapt. You can completely undo and redo. But it's not easy. It has to be unpicked in a major way. So these are, those are not kind of, oh, I could do that. It's a clear choice and a decision to be made. If it's a fit for you, then it's all worth it, really. It really is. So don't do it lightly, but do do it. If you've got, if you've got a heart for it, I would encourage you to, to seriously consider it. Go spend some time with other people who've got alpacas. Go pick their brains. Pick, pick the knowledge that they've got, hard-won, almost every occasion. You talk to someone with alpacas, there are multitudes of stories. And if you dig a bit deeper, you'll find there are some amazing things that they've had to work through and overcome and people do and you could as well but go go spend some time with people spend some time with alpacas if you can help out there's some shearing coming up certainly in the uk depends on if you're on the other end of the world down in australia we're at a different time of time of year in terms of season but uh if you can go go offer to help just be a willing pair of hands that like to learn great experience anyway but yeah, not everyone's going to uh, be able to accommodate you, but so don't feel put off. But it, it, you need to try and create some sort of opportunities like that to spend some time around helping uh, and getting to be sure for you that you do not only want to keep alpacas, but you do have the capacity, the capabilities to learn what's needed to keep alpacas. Uh, I mean, it's just another one of those things there are lots of things that we can do we have we have enthusiasms don't we oh perhaps that's just me and you haven't kind of thought it all through and you haven't fully realized uh yeah we don't want to be there not with not with alpacas not with animals that that are responding that we're responsible for and we have to care for so take your time have a good think but recognize that it could be one of those things that you look back on and say, I'm so glad that I decided to have alpacas. You also need to think about your age and the age of the alpacas and try and think about some kind of exit strategy. What are you going to do if you needed to? What would you do in order to, to bow out gracefully from keeping alpacas? If it's a large herd, how would you reduce the numbers? If it's they've all got to go for whatever reason, then how would you, you work that through? You don't have to overthink that one through, but you do need to face those issues and just think, okay, there are things that can be done. There are people that I can be in touch with. There are, there are ways. Um, yeah, so think that one through. Work out what's going to be the best kind of thing for you. Yeah. So I've been spending some time uh, this morning we, we were mucking out and we were also uh, emptying the wheelbarrows moving the stuff and it has to be done day by day 
<laughs> they carry on, you know, these alpacas, they carry on producing. So the, the lovely beans and uh, yeah, clearing up and, and making sure that, that you're giving them the best kind of environment. Uh, keep an eye on flies at the moment. We've got a few just, there's a lot of the little white ones that are biting and horrible little things. But there's also some of the larger ones starting to appear buzzing around. Was that a bee? Was that a, was that a fly? I think that was a fly. Okay, so just keep an eye on. There's one or two of ours that are, we know we've got skin problems with them. We know that they could be a bit of a tendency there towards fly strike. So just keep an eye out for how they're doing. And if there are more flies around, keep an eye on what's going on there. I dropped a bit of uh, fly repellent onto Seren this morning just to kind of give her a bit of protection. I saw one. I couldn't find it again. I was trying to work out what kind of fly it was, but it disappeared. I couldn't find it. Uh, just in case I give her a bit of protection. So that was good. She's probably rolled in the in the gravel <laughs> and covered it all up. But hopefully through the day it's been okay. We've had a mixture of warmth and cooler wind. But, uh, yeah, just things to be aware of. Just things to, to bear in mind. So have you got your supplies of fly repellent and that kind of stuff? in hand for the warming weather which is what we're getting here i'm sorry if where you live it's getting cooler but uh oh there's been some dramatic stuff happening isn't it in spain i, I noticed the they were saying just how hot it was going to be today like sort of 20 degrees over the norm that you'd expect wow it's really hot over there as well and really hot over in um far east and there was some loons that in, in the, the US there's some loons that were migrating and ice built it was a cold snap and they, the ice started building up on their wings and caused them to kind of uh, drop out of the sky almost they had, they had to land and they ended up stuck in fields or in ponds along their migration route so there's some kind of rescue mission going on for, for that there's some extremes happening so Remember to be prepared for those kind of things, what you need to have in place. I did hear some interesting sounds earlier before I started recording. It didn't get on the tape, I don't think. But it was, what was it? I know, it was somebody's foot in a bucket. Somebody was paddling in the water in one of the, 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 the water troughs, uh, water buckets, and uh, they were definitely cooling their heels um, <laughs> in one form or another. And they were just feeling a little bit uncomfortable so make, make, <laughs> I have to check which bucket it was and make sure I emptied out and give it some fresh water back again oh, they are funny so many different little idiosyncrasies they've all got little individual traits and little things that they like to do um, which reminds me of, of Millie and, and the bucket she's great at actually putting she'll stand in with one foot and then the other foot she puts in and then she kind of hits down into the water. She splashes into the water and, and, and splashes the water upon herself. <laughs> it's quite an interesting technique. I'll dig out the video of that and share it with you. So you'll find it on the website. That's alpacatribe.com. And uh, there's, there's, yeah, it's of water. They do like their water. So there you go. Oh, sad news in terms of uh, update on the valley. Sad news with the uh, the nesting... Um, the nesting Canada geese, unfortunately, they've lost the eggs in the nest again. And that jolly old fox has been back again. The the geese are all right, but the eggs are gone. Smashed sh shells and stuff. It's a real shame. Um, yeah. 
I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know how to help with that one. We've looked at the at the fence that is there, and and it's just the kind of his position. It's good for keeping the alpacas away. It's not really designed for being foxproof, and they can get around the edges and they can get around the ends and quite a lot of the the bit of the fence they can just kind of go through. Have you ever seen a fox do this? It's really interesting. They come to the, the fence and they kind of do this funny little loopy jump. Um, they're, a, they're a bunch of fluff, really. There's there's not that much, particularly the, the younger ones and the, the females. There's not that much to them and they can actually squeeze through a, a fence very easily. Um... Yeah, so different kind of fence would be needed. And I don't know, it might cause some other problems that unforeseen <laughs> complications. So we'll have a think about that. So there, there, there's lots of activity still with the uh, swallows. They're now in the regularly <laughs> in and out of the windows in the stable. So I haven't quite identified all of the sites, but there's, there's more than one nest in there. And they're keeping busy. And we've been hearing other things around some jays earlier on. It may be a jay year, I'm not quite sure. Haven't seen any magpies this year. Uh, I haven't heard them around. Woodpeckers, there's a few of those around. And there's some other bits and pieces. Oh, lovely singing. And it was the the black black cap. We've got some black caps around, which was really, ah, oh, just lovely. So they're at the back of the house and the chiff-chaffs and the other things. So there's lots of lots of things to be heard. It's worth standing and staring, seeing what you can see, but also standing and listening, seeing what is out and about. So there you go. If you can, go spend some time with your alpacas and breathe. Yeah, take care. See you again soon. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a great day.